Hey guys, welcome to iCube Law from the Cube to the Youth. Hi, I'm Dini, and you're tuning in iCube Law. For new listeners, iCube Law is a podcast where we talk, share, and debate about entrepreneurship, technology, and basically everything about empowerment of youth. So, from youth for the youth. So, for today, uh, we have a very special guest, um, Ashvin Pravin. So, hi, Ashvin. How are you doing? Hello, I'm doing good. Um, yeah. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being here. So basically, Ashvin is like our senior from iCube because he's like one of um, the pioneer members of iCube Malaysia and also iCube UK, right? So Ashvin, can you introduce yourself a bit? Sure, sure. So yeah, I've just graduated from uh, University of Sheffield about three months ago. Um, so I'm a fresh grad. I've just joined uh, a startup recently as well where I'm doing marketing. And uh, yeah, I was formerly in IQ for about two years. Yeah, for two years um, during my university days. So I've got an interest. So that, I guess that's where I kind of got my interest for entrepreneurship and startups uh, as well as marketing. Um, so although I was a mechanical engineering student um, back in uni, but um, I kind of just really enjoyed the whole ideas behind marketing content and um, yeah and and basically spreading word about a business or um, a particular activity and stuff like that. Amazing I know that 30% of like engineering students um, actually never even practice engineering after they graduated <laughs> right so <laughs> oh, that's that's interesting I, I think that's a fairly believable statistic yeah yeah <laughs> Okay, so um, tell us, like, how did you venture into this marketing and like, what made you like about it the most? Hmm. I think um, with marketing, I guess it's a lot more interesting now than it's ever been before. Uh, the main reason for that is because of the, the way the internet has expanded and the way that marketing has just totally changed in the last 10 years. So anyone from 10 years ago who was a top marketing executive if they haven't been learning over the last 10 years, they are obsolete right now. So um, that's the reality of the way marketing has been moving. And um, right now, there's a lot of new products, new marketplaces, um, new tools. Google is getting smarter. Um, there are algorithm changes in all different kinds of platforms. There's things like Pinterest, TikTok coming up as well. Um, and there's always going to be many new platforms. And each of them will have their own strategies, their own um, analytics, their own methods of like growing um, on different platforms and I guess that's how marketing gets really interesting um, knowing how to pull the levers on different using different tools in order to get the maximum reach and the maximum um, well the maximum sales for a product or you know to build a big enough community um, so yeah I, my, my interest in marketing actually really stemmed from first year in university where I was working with um, with some of my fr one of my friends who was a YouTuber and I would make music videos for him. Um, so after making the videos and like working with him on the editing and stuff, um, I would talk to him and kind of like understand what he does after he publishes. So his name is Edward Ong by the way, he's a Malaysian fingerstyle guitarist. Um, and after he publishes his videos, there's actually so much more work that needs to be done. Um, the way he drives traffic, the way he creates more content around the content that he's already created just by editing and stuff like that. The way he posts on Instagram, schedules things and plans. Um, 
and that's where I kind of really got an interest in looking at metrics, understanding what content is performing, um, choosing what content to do next, where to allocate resources and time, and really that's where marketing kind of meets engineering as well. You're really engineering the uh, yeah the the whole marketing element of it as well. So I guess that's where the whole interest came from, and it just took off from there. And uh, yeah, here I am today. Amazing. I, I get like uh, marketing has a lot like strategic planning behind it. So um, talking about marketing, you said about like all those new applications popping up, right? So what do you think about TikTok? Like, are you are you on TikTok? <laughs> hmm. I am on TikTok. Um, one thing I like to do with every new application, which um, comes out is I like to just create an account, create some content, spend a few hours looking through the content and understanding what is performing, what is the algorithm favoring. Um, and yeah, I feel like TikTok's interesting. It's more raw than other traditional social media and it's also getting more um, it's getting more saturated now but it's still it's still very much a blue ocean. So I've, I do have like an account on TikTok. Um, it's not something I maintain regularly and post regularly and stuff, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's fun. It's a good platform and like loads of opportunity there, yeah. Mm, okay, so moving on to the next question would be uh, LinkedIn, okay? Since like uh, undergraduates nowadays are emerging in LinkedIn, you know, because it's like uh, personal branding. Is self-marketing important for, uh, for students, like their visibility on LinkedIn and their visibility on other social media platforms? So what do you think about that? I think it's extremely important. And the thing with, um, if, if you're a student, there's two objectives you might have on LinkedIn, maybe three. The first one is to, like, of course, get a job after you graduate or even get internships during your student studying period. Um, having a solid LinkedIn profile will actually allow you to basically have um, a CV which is visible and also like have more than a CV really. LinkedIn is where you're able to share thoughts, ideas, your the projects that you've been working on, the things that you've been doing um, and, and basically documenting all that, documenting your story gives a much much better view of you as a person to a potential employer. Um, and nowadays, headhunting and like recruitment, a lot of it is being moved to LinkedIn. And that is really where a lot of HR managers are looking and uh, more and more HR managers are actually looking at in terms of like trying to identify um, potential people to bring into their teams. Um, the second objective might be for more startups, uh, like for startups basically. So if you are looking to actually start something and you need to network, you need to identify other like-minded people, then posting your journeys, posting your ideas on LinkedIn, that can also really help with networking. I think Dini, I actually met you on LinkedIn as well, yep. actually, I think. <laughs> yep, um, met um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, in your profile, right? Like I, I had to read through, like it was pretty well written. I could understand where, you know, what you're about. I could, I could get a sense of your personality as well. And I think just by the way you wrote your bio or the way you wrote about your experiences and stuff, it, it made me feel like, oh, this is someone who I think I could resonate with. And like, yeah, yeah. So I think that's so that's a like that's one example of how LinkedIn really can help build your network. I wouldn't know Dini if not for LinkedIn as well, um, which is basically 
reason. So using LinkedIn to just build a network and to make friends, build a community. Um, because at the end of the day, networking and community is actually a really, really important aspect of like pretty much anything you want to do. Um, it's really important to have a self network. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like agree with you on the networking part on LinkedIn because like on LinkedIn, you could never know the person that you met uh, or you're going to meet is going to be someone impactful in your life in the future, right? I definitely agree on that part as well. So moving on to like the next question, right? So what do you think about students or people who say that being on LinkedIn is pressuring? Because like everyone is constantly posting their credibilities, their achievements, their good side and sunshines, right? So uh, some people might feel like um, it's pressuring and um, most of people would have like the FOMO syndrome, like the fear of missing out syndrome. So what do you think about that? Oh, that's that's a common one, and like I think it's a real issue as well to an extent. Um, I think at the end of the day, that's uh, LinkedIn doesn't need to be just a platform for people to post things that um, like achievements that people have made. And eventually, I feel like as more and more people use LinkedIn to share um, stories where they struggled, stories where they made a mistake and they learned from it, stories where they. Um, kind of like grew and stories where they kind of like have an idea or had a thought about something and they want to just share that. Um, I think those are all things that are actually really good content on LinkedIn, which isn't necessarily a, an achievement or something that they just want to like tell everyone. So it's, it's still okay to share achievements and stuff. And like at the end of the day, as people, as students, you know, like if someone in our network achieves something, it's... It's better to just be, well, try to just be happy for them and to be like, you know, of course, congratulate them and like on a job well done. Um, you don't need to compare that to yourself just because that they achieved this doesn't mean that you, like you not achieving this is, makes you any worse of a, as a person. Um, at the end of the day, everyone has their own life journey. And um, I guess LinkedIn is kind of like, um, I mean, as, as it matures, as the platform matures, I think we'll see more and more people just sharing their journeys rather than just sharing their achievements and accomplishments um, and real and really like I've also done a bit of recruitment myself um, when I see people who are more like down to earth they share stories they share their struggles and stuff as well on LinkedIn it actually makes interesting content and um, it tells me more about their personality you know it tells me about um, the kind of experiences they have in a different light which is also you know, it, it can be positive as well. Um, but I think the general tone of the platform is for professional growth, um, but personal and professional growth really, but just growth in general. So uh, yeah, any ideas, any thoughts, any discussions that can all happen on LinkedIn. Yeah, I, I love the way that you put it in the sense that everyone have their own personal journey so don't compare yourself with others yes that's a beautiful thing uh, to remind people and even myself I, I just want to remind myself over and over about that again okay so moving on to the next part is game part because 
uh, we are done with all the heavy questions. Let's moving on to something a bit light, okay? So I compiled would you rather questions regarding marketing. So yes, let's start with the first one, okay? Would you rather work on a project that you hate but performs really well or work on project that you love but flop? <laughs> yeah. So what's your verdict? Um uh, I would I would say the one that I would really love but, but flops. it flops. <laughs> I, yeah. I actually yeah, exactly. I would actually pick the same thing as well because I, <laughs> at least you love it, right? But at the end of the day, um results do matter. So it is it is a tricky question and sometimes you just like in marketing mm-hmm. um there is some work that you just need to get done even if you don't enjoy it too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um the second question would be would you rather create content that your audience can experience or create content that get a lot of views? Hmm. What do you mean by content that your audience can experience? Meaning a uh, content that your audience can like uh maybe see like scroll, scroll through but not a lot of views. Meaning like uh they can experience the product that you're bringing in well but there are not going to be a lot of views but um uh, compared to the content that get a lot of views but maybe the the con- the quality content of it is low just like for a gimmick kind of thing you get what i mean mm-hmm. yeah i do i do so um actually that's something that we do i mean that's actually something quite technical that we do quite a lot of So um in in most of the content strategies that I've proposed there would actually be a com- a, com- a combination of both. So if you imagine um in in marketing we have something called a funnel, a marketing funnel where you want to try and bring in a lot of people at the top of the funnel and then you want to kind of like convert people into like um into kind of like users of whatever software or whatever tool you're building. So um Yeah, the first the, the the posts that get lots of likes and stuff, that would kind of be the top of the funnel like you're drawing in eyeballs and stuff. It's still important. Um and then the posts that are more meaningful and kind of like get more engagement and stuff like that, but they might not have as many views. Those are the more like the converting kind of posts. So the whole idea with building a good funnel is like having many many people coming in here and then having some of them getting converted so i would post a combination of the two and i would just monitor um my funnel my conversion rate if i see that there's not many people who are engaging then i might want to post less of the more viral kind of like loads of views posts and more of the more engaging meaningful kind of posts yeah A good question. Very good question. We still need to choose one though. Like which one is oh. more preferable? <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely choose the more meaningful converting kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm, but it's interesting like um in marketing uh, you need to have like a strategy kind of thing like so both of these thing is actually both equally important. Mm. Okay, so um moving to the third question. Would you rather send 100 different personalized email to one person or send the same email to 100 people? I think definitely 100 different personalized emails um to yeah. Because um it's just so important like personalizing things to an individual. Your conversion will be much much higher. Mm, okay, that's a very interesting 
that I just knew. Um, <laughs> this is the one last question for the game. So, would you rather go without social media for a week or coffee for a week? I'm not sure if you're a coffee lover, so <laughs> then it doesn't make sense. Okay, let's change that to Milo. Change that to Milo? Okay, so you're a Milo person? Always have been. <laughs> yeah, I go Milo over coffee any day. Um, okay. <laughs> social media or Milo. I would say definitely Milo. Milo? Yeah, I can't. I can't go without Milo. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I would sacrifice. Wow, <laughs> that's how yeah. much you love Milo, is it? <laughs> okay, so we are coming to the end of the episode. So I'm going to like conclude the things that we've discussed with Ashwin for this episode. So yeah, so the yeah. most important thing is yeah. actually the personal branding, right? And um, in conclusion that we could need is that LinkedIn is important for personal branding, especially for students who are seeking employment and um, for networking. Yeah, because uh, without LinkedIn, I wouldn't be here talking to Ashvin on this podcast. So go build up your LinkedIn, people. Okay, so this is uh, the wrap-up question. One last question for our marketing guy. So if you get everyone's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? Hmm. 30 seconds, you get everyone's attention in this whole world. What is the Can most I... important thing? All right. So I think at the end of the day, um, more than anything, if you had loads of opportunities and stuff, but you'd have to compromise on your values, never take that option. Um, I think... It's so important to just be true to your values. So even if, for example, there's a marketing opportunity, you do this gimmick, but it doesn't align with your values, but it might be very successful, don't do it. Um, I think the world would be a much better place if everyone didn't compromise on their values. Because at the end of the day, values are what make you who you are. And being extremely like true to yourself means being true to your values and what you believe in. So uh, yeah, I guess that's my message. Um, and I think really the world would be a much better place if everyone was just honest and true to what they believe in. Mm, I love it. I actually really love it because it's actually like really hard to be true to yourself and to your values, you know? Because in this world, like you, you need to have like a little bit like give and take and sometimes it's hard to stand on your own values. But I really love that. It's actually true. if people stand on their own values like without compromising even though it's wrong or just the sake of popularity of marketing or whatever this will be much better place i really love it and i really agree to that as well yep so um, yeah yeah so yeah to wrap it up thank you so much ashvin for being here and thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your journey in marketing definitely definitely see you soon thank you so much bye bye